Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Paw Patrol, cable cards, and getting red-pilled. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's get right into it. All right, here we are. Here we are back on back in, back in a chat. Chatting. Back in the Matrix. Back in the Matrix. Let's... Oh, I mean, hold on. Let's... <laughs> We have to talk about and will talk about The Matrix Resurrections, uh, the new installment in The Matrix uh, series. Well, I mean, it's a big deal, I guess. Here's the thing. I remember, okay, the first Matrix film is, I mean, I can like every, I mean, I can think, I can basically remember every part of it. I mean, it's like a, it is a perfect movie. It is a, it is a, I mean, it is a great, one of the greatest, like, film experiences of all time in my opinion and uh then the 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 two after that are bad is my recollection like (laughs) they made two more they made two more matrix films and um like i know that like in one of them there's like a couple of like there's like guys who have like they're like i want to say maybe they're like white guys with dreads who are like twin twins yeah maybe? that's the second one I think. okay like like i mean these are the kinds of things that i've i remember there's like a rave they show them in like zion zion city or whatever when they're like out of the matrix and everybody's like raving i think the problem a big problem is um the first film is so it's so succinct and focused in its storytelling it has such momentum that it doesn't feel like there's a wasted moment or scene in the entire first film like like it, it, it is it is just you've you start you know you press play and it's a roller coaster ride the entire time every scene feels important and meaningful every discovery fits with it's like, like jurassic park you feel like you're partly on a ride yeah and it's like every piece fits together and by the end of it you're like yes like that and it ends in just the way you want it to, which is kind of open-ended. You're, it's sort of like, you know, the original uh, film ends like, yes, there could be more to this story. But I've seen enough of what is happening to feel like, okay, if they never made – I wasn't like – at the end of that movie, I wasn't like, man, I can't wait for the next one. I think it was – my feeling was, and I feel like a lot of people was, you know, your feeling is sort of like, that's a great movie. That's a great ending it leaves it open to interpretation to like think about what might happen. And then like the problem is of course, when the, what might happen becomes reality, it always feels like a disappointment often feels like a disappointment, not always, but often like, you know, I I think the star Wars first star Wars films do a really good job of progressing a story uh, and characters in a way that like, I know people have like their niggles with, um, with return of the Jedi, which is no, but that's such bullshit. You could sit there and be like, well, you know, well oh, like I don't Ewoks. like the Ewoks or yeah, whatever. I don't but like I mean, Ewoks. Okay, but, great. But in but terms of the core storytelling. They're each individual stories taking part over a long, a slightly longer plot, but they leave so much more to the imagination and they build out the world in a way that you get tastes of things. Yeah, yeah. And you're excited to see more. 
but they don't do the thing which I think is very annoying about Harry Potter. Sorry to Zelda. By the time you're at the end of it, but by the time you're at the end of it, you understand every aspect of how everything Mm. works. It's like, how did they get toothpaste? Mm. Well, they have a magic spell. We are actually like more than halfway through the second book, and for at least the first half of it, uh, I was like, okay, I don't feel like I need to hear this much detail about whatever they're talking about. There's just too much. I mean, already I was like, and I think Zelda got kind of bored too in the first half of the book. They're like, like the crinkle dorks when they yeah. need to use the toilet go you know, three times It's like backwards. multiple pages on a spell <laughs> yeah. class that like has nothing yeah. to do with the plot or or whatever. You know, it's like, I, I don't. It's like know, moving I don't along. The thing with the car, with Ron flying the the flying oh, car, God. it's like the who Ford cares? Yeah, who cares about this? It's like just like have them show up. I'm sure it's, it relates to the plot in some way. But anyhow, yeah. I do like that. I do like that in this. So not to get off the topic of the Matrix Matrix Resurrections, which I want to talk about, but I do like that they've now introduced the real what appears to be a real underlying motivation for bad wizards, which is uh, racism, basically. Um, so I think that's a good. That's an interesting. You know. A yeah. Funny, funny, funny coming from coming from the ultimate America. I'm uh, sorry, the world's ultimate turf. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> she's like, we shouldn't discriminate. Um, it's like that's interesting. That's an interesting. And angle. everyone has the power to look however they want. Yeah, and no yeah. discrimination. Yeah. Also, I'm a turf. Yeah. <laughs> and those Jews at Gringotts. Um, and you can call me Robert. <laughs> no, uh, but but uh, but anyhow, back to uh, the Matrix. So the second and third movie. You know what I remember is that they get very tongue-twisted trying to, um, like, explain the history and the architecture of of the Matrix. And I think they also get a little bit hung up on, my recollection is, this idea that they've got to throw in a mind-melting twist that's yeah. gonna, that is like, you know, oh, yeah, the, it's like, hey, we live in a reality that is not what's real, and you can wake up from this and you discover the truth about reality. Then they're like, actually, what if that reality maybe was also not real? And you're like, okay, that's pretty interesting. And they're that's, like, and what if your mind is completely separate from your body, so it doesn't even matter yeah. what's reality? Or and, you're like, and then they're right, like, this. and then they're like, you know, what if. This is actually, uh, we've done this before. This exact same thing has happened, and now we're just on a loop. And it's like, okay, sure, whatever. I don't know. But uh, I, I just remember at the end, it's like the architect is explaining the guy, whoever the guy is, like the architect of the Matrix. He's like some program that created, I can't remember, but it's like, you know, he's explaining stuff to Neo about what's going on. And I'm just like, I don't know anymore. It's not as good as I want it to be. They, 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 it got clunkier because they, they, not not that all of that isn't interesting. I think, yeah. you know, no, most of the time, most of the time sci-fi stuff always, and in my opinion, we always end up somewhere Battlestar Galactica-y. Yes. But that's fine. Well, it's Battle- totally I thought, fine. Now, I know a lot of people have a problem with Battlestar Galactica's arc, but I think I actually, Laura and I watched that like sort of outside of the hype cycle of it. Mm-hmm. And we were like, this is so good. Like the entire I loved thing. It. I was like, this is such, such a great, weird, like, I thought it was great. Perfect arc of a show. I thought it was great. Yeah. But it's not to say that that lore isn't interesting. It's just that, like, it's less interesting when you've heard it before. And also, it's it's less interesting when it's not delivered, like, diegetically. Like, yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I, it's, it's hard for me to care when, like, we're doing plot dump scenes about lots of words that I don't really, I have it's, to learn. It's, it's, it's like, it's all exposition. It's like, instead it's, of you, instead of you showing me this thing or explaining it in a way that feels really native, which the first movie does really well, it oh, takes so you, well. it takes you through, yes, like, Morpheus breaks it down for Neo, but, like, 
you learn it in a way in the way that he learns it, and it's kind of like you feel like you're along for that same ride. Whereas yeah. Yeah. in the later films, you feel like they're going like okay, you know, have a seat. And they're like, okay, there's a guy with a, ch literally, I know the architect might have a chart. He definitely has some visuals to like, you know, and like, and he's like, okay, so in the first matrix, this, like, is, this is a happened. progressing line. And like, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if you, t I don't know if this guy telling us about it on screen is as compelling. I need a this guy. You know, exactly. But so, okay. So, so, so there's a trailer for this new um, movie, which is called The Matrix Resurrections. And I see, I don't remember, but everybody's like, Neo and Trinity are dead at the end of the last movie. It's like, are they? I guess. I don't remember. You telling me that doesn't spark anything in my mind, which I think is a testament to how forgettable the final film is. And so, so, so what it appears that we're seeing here is Neo. First off, here's one thing I like about it. It seems to take place in like modern day San Francisco. From from what I can tell, I mean, or maybe it's like whatever anonymous city, but it looks like it. It looks like a, an actual place that people live, because mm -hmm. like the, the 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 Matrix films originally made the Matrix seem kind of like otherworldly, like the the world that was the Matrix, but then the they progressively distanced the what the when you were in the matrix versus outside of it they progressively made them visually much more distant and like my recollection of those later movies and even made to some extent in the first one is that once you realize it like the scenes in the matrix all feel very like colored and you know what i mean they're like heavily color treated and very like slick and everybody's wearing those like weird you know they're all wearing leather for yeah. reasons that have nothing to do with the matrix but i think have everything to do with someone's love of of uh bdsm team, team morale <laughs> yeah you know which is like you know fine but like it's just a very funny like suddenly everybody has like a florida florida ceiling uh leather jacket on and um or, or pants and anyhow but like so it's so it appears to be set in like a San Francisco esque world, and Keanu Reeves's character, who's got he's like Keanu Reeves now, he's got a beard and shit, his hair is long. He knows kung fu. He no, he's like oh yeah, he's like mentally ill, right? This is the idea. He's like he's like having hallucinations mm -hmm. and crazy dreams, and he's like oh I had, you know, I thought I was this like savior of humanity in this like fantasy world, and uh, you know he's being treated by um, Doogie Howser, who is. Uh, I like that. That uh, what is the guy's name? I cannot. Why Jonathan can't, Neil, Groff. Neil, no, no. Jonathan Groff is also in it, but Neil Patrick Harris is. Oh, in that's it. right. Yeah, yes, yes. uh, they appear to both be psychologists of some type, which is great. Both of them play evil wonderfully. I think it's very interesting that the arc of uh, of uh, of of Neil Patrick Harris is like he kind of just plays evil characters now. Like it's pretty interesting. Anyhow, he appears to be evil. Maybe he's not. Um, but yeah, so it's like sort of like. You know, oh yeah, all that stuff was fake, and this guy's actually crazy, and that's sort of I feel like the vibe of it is like we're gonna spend at least a pretty good chunk of the film questioning, you know, going like, what is that really? Is what this is really the in nature of your reality? Yeah, what is the nature of your reality? Well, I mean, listen, they have a lot of material now because everybody's convinced we're in it. Like the simulation concept is very popular these days. Uh, and so, you know, popularized, you know, very much by the matrix, but then, you know, it's gotten even more mainstreamed. And, um, I like the idea. I, my favorite, some of my favorite horror films or, or really scary movies are films that are concerned with this idea that your brain cannot at times, like you can lose control of your mind. 
and it can make you feel and per- or perceive things uh, that are absolutely not happening and not real. And I think like there's honestly nothing scarier than the idea of like the loss of control over your mind in, in many ways. Like and, and uh, you know one of my favorite we've talked about this a million times. One of my favorite. I mean, I'm, I'm loath to even call it a horror film, but uh, one of my favorite horror films is In the Mouth of Madness. And In the Mouth of Madness is very much a precursor to The Matrix in that uh, it deals with this idea of like a fictionalized reality. And and that that the, there is a, an observer who knows that there's a fictional a fictional reality, and then there are a lot of people inside of the fictional reality that don't know, you know. And I mean, there's a, there's a I mean, there's a, an amazing uh, 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 Fassbender film, Werner Fassbender, uh, called World on a Wire from the '70s, which is which is incredible, and everybody should watch. But it tackles this exact same topic it's like what if you were in a simulation and you didn't know or you knew but everybody else didn't and so that's like really an exciting area to explore to me because it's because it, it can just as well be an explanation that like you've lost your mind and I think like it looks like they're going to play with this idea in the new matrix that you know what we've seen before might literally have been a hallucination I mean obviously it doesn't work unless it turns out that it isn't but I, I'm curious to see how they integrate that with the rest of the 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 mythology of the matrix because i think i think there's something like you know there's reboot material there like that's rebootable to me like uh that you might take a different angle that it's not just all of this like they they just made a lot of they did a lot of constructing of the narrative about what the matrix is and who's in it and why they're there and all that stuff and i feel like they could flip it in this film mm-hmm. uh, in some ways but uh i'll tell you this Separate from whether or not it's actually going to be a good movie and that has a good story, the fucking trailer is so good. I mean, it is like such a great trailer. It is so good. And honestly, some of the shots are more beautiful than anything I've seen in a big budget movie for the last, I would say, over a decade. Oh, yeah. And well, they, and so they played Runner 2049. Very beautiful, very beautiful film. They, they, they do, they do this thing that I typically, I often dislike, which is they take an old song. Um, uh, and they like make it trailer music, but this works really well. It's um, what is it? White Rabbit is that the name of the song? Yeah, yeah. Uh, by by uh, why am I blanking? Uh, Jefferson Airplane. Is it Jefferson Jefferson Airplane? Is that who it is? Yes, because they changed their name several times. They became Jefferson Starship in the eighties, which is a very cool idea, and I think everybody should should evolve their band name to a larger aircraft. You may um, now call me Ryan Starship. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I think that's good. Um, but uh, but. No, no, the visuals are awesome. I mean, there's one scene where somebody's like jumping off a roof and they like land on a corner of another roof and that part of the roof like explodes under their feet. I mean, and I literally have the image stuck in my mind. It's such like a, it just seems like such a, uh, I don't know, there's just something like cool about it. Just something like, it definitely looks visually like it could be some next level shit, you know? And I think, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I hope it is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited about it. I was like, I would go to a theater to see this, I think. And then I, and it was like premiering on HBO Max. I'm like, well, I guess I don't have to. So that's great. <laughs> um, you know, I do think this is the kind of movie. There are certain you want, movies. You want to see in a theater. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go see. I mean, this is, we're talking December. It's a long time from now. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think I think this thing has a shot at being highly entertaining. Uh, but yeah, 
It's hard to tell. I mean, a fourth films are very difficult. I mean, they they had. I feel like they had difficulties on two and three. So, f- what what brings the Matrix back to you know? Can it ever recapture what the first film did? I mean, I don't think that's possible. Um, but it could be a great, it could be a great, you know, little piece of the puzzle. Who yeah. knows? I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I, I honestly, I like everybody in it. I like everybody involved with it. I like, even if, even if, you know, even, even in the Wachowski back catalog, there have been like hits and misses, obviously. Um, I think this is uh, this has the potential to to be a really fun and interesting film. If this is not both of the Wachowskis. This is just Lana. Is this that is just right? Lana. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyhow, so yeah, so the Matrix. That's that's a thing that happened, and that's a thing that we're excited about. I like. I listened to last week's episode, and I I was I was frankly the first half of it. I was just it was such a downer because there's so much horrible shit going on in the world. I was like, okay, we got to have to like talk about things that are not, um, that are just not like downer stuff, even though downer stuff continues. I got my fold. Can we talk about this really quickly? Yeah. I got my galaxy fold. I, I, I think I'm going to return it. I, I, I don't, here's the problem. I, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it, but I, I'm 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 hard pressed to understand what I'm supposed to do with the larger screen. Like the, the best thing so far that I've been able to do is I can look at Instagram and Twitter at the same time on my phone, which is you know probably a, not a good idea. No, probably I don't unhealthy. know. I don't know how that would help. No, but but I can do it. That's the point. Okay. Um, and so like, you know, I, like I was, I like loaded up Genshin impact on it. I'm like, let me check this out. And it's like, it plays fine. I freight rate seems kind of slow to me by comparison to my other devices. You know, like, I feel like the bigger screen is hampering the frame rate. And I don't know, I was going to download some emulators, but the truth is I have so many things to play games on and so many ways to emulate. It's like, I don't really need it on my phone. So, so I'm sort of like, what is this for? You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, and I think this is the problem with the device is I don't know what it's for. I don't, it's, it's very, it's a very lovely device. It's well-made. I mean, they've definitely incredibly improved the build quality of these things and the functionality of it. And it does everything that you expect it to do. And, you know, but what I find is I'm using it a lot closed. It has the screen on the front where you can use it. And it's sort of like, okay, well, but. I have another, I have this Galaxy S21 Ultra that I was using. It's the exact same phone. I mean, it's the exact same. There's nothing different about it. You know, it's not like it's faster or, uh, I mean, nothing It seems better about it except that it does have this screen inside. But then I open it up and I'm like, that's really cool. Like Zelda was impressed. But what beyond that is this for? And I yeah, think- Beyond the cool. Right. I think beyond that, it's like a little bit of a device in search of a, in search of a purpose, you know? Like, I'm not sure what that purpose is. I will say I'm, you know, looking at it now and it's, it's cool. You know, it's extremely cool. Uh, it feels like something futuristic, but even like, I, you know, I loaded up the Kindle app and the Kindle app doesn't even address both of this. You can't like have a book in the Kindle that's app. That's kind of my issue with always, all, that's always my issue with these like interesting Android devices. Even if it's a tablet, which is like for Android an interesting shape, 99% of your apps don't care about addressing it. So you're just using a giant version of a phone app. And uh, like 
I just know that every, almost every, almost, there's a couple that don't like Instagram, but almost every app on my iPad is made for the iPad and like it uses all the features. Right. Um, no, it's, I, I, that's I, right. I wouldn't, why would I want like, you know, an app that, say like I use a, a, a Dispo and it's my favorite camera app. Um, if it doesn't use the both screens, then it's just not the the whole product I've purchased and spent all the money on. It's not useful to me. Um, and while it is useful for specific things like um, Ray putting or was it Evan? It might have been Evan. Um, someone put the fold in a controller case and was like, look, it's a four by three, you know, emulation device. That's a great use case. A- am I going to do that enough? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I don't. I, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, that's I mean, the, I guess the majority of the time, what I'd really need them to the two screens for is to have Twitter open and then, um, like a browser or Slack open in a browser. That's like the majority of the time I would spend. But I don't know. That's not enough for me. Yeah, I, I mean, that, so that's the thing is that is that I, I'm I'm sort of like, you know, that's I, why like, I like the flip because it, at least when it gets smaller, it fits in my pocket better. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess the flip to me has the sort of a similar problem, which is what's the point of it keeping it closed? I mean, I have the original flip. I mean, I've played yeah. around with it. And I've got it sitting here and it's sort of like, okay, yeah, but it's a phone. I need to open it up to use it. Nothing. There's no real advantage to closing it, except it's half the size of my pocket, but like the phone fits in my pocket, you yeah. know? So it's not a situation where I'm like, oh God, I'm carrying around this bulky device and it just doesn't work, you know? I liked it and then I switched back to the iPhone because, and I didn't even notice. So it can't be that good of a feature. I did like it. I like that it fit my pocket better or a bag or whatever, but it it can't be that great because I'm now on an iPhone Pro Max, so. Right. No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I am just, I, the, you know, there's just nothing that I can, I can, uh, figure out here just to make to to just justify this being the android phone that i use right just to this is the other device or this is the main device i i mean the screen looks cool again i just they don't even give you a good use case for it on the you know samsung's not even like here's what you should do with it it's it's yeah, just even sort in of, the ads they're not like here's the thing you'll never be able to live without again yeah it's like it's big it's cool it's uh you know it's impressive it reminds me of those those um, Verizon phones that would flip open, and then there was a keyboard in there, but it was just a, it was just a phone. Like it didn't have any features or whatever. What were those called? It's like v, during their like vo- Voyager. I think the Voyager was the name of one of them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's like I don't take notes. Maybe if I were a big note taker. I mean, I have an iPad with a pen. It's like I barely ever touch the pen. Yeah. Uh, and and I. Like I literally, there's not one killer app that I've found here where it's like, oh yeah, the big screen is great. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I mean, as a device, it's it's really cool. The other thing that I'm kind of bummed is that it they you know they the cameras are not the cameras on the S21 Ultra are very good, and also there's like crazy zoom. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of miss having that. I will all say all the foldables have terrible cameras. That's I will the say first one thing they sacrifice. One thing that is interesting is the selfie, the way you can do selfies with it, where yeah. it's where it's like um, you can use the back camera. Yeah, you use the back camera, but also you kind of monitor the selfie on a place that isn't where the camera is, and so you can sort of get different shots, which I think is kind of cool. Um, 
but I don't know if that's worth, you know, $2,000 or, I mean, it's not, I didn't pay $2,000 for it, but whatever the price is, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to truly make it make sense. Um, I'm, I was literally on like the fold. There's like a, a Reddit, you know, subreddit for people who love the fold. And, uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't see a lot of people on there going like, "This is how." Somebody was like, "This has been a game changer for reading," and it's like, I don't see how that's. True. Maybe I guess if you have bad eyes and you want really huge text, or whatever. But, like even if, even if it the Kindle app worked great, um, it would just mean swiping half as much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're you're just swiping pages anyway. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Right. Well. That's like a book. I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is like, what's the huge? It's like, oh, reading is so much easier. It's like, is it? Is it easier? Right. I mean, you have to swipe slightly less, but that doesn't. That's not usually the detrimental part of reading for me. No, it's really not. Yeah, it's really not. I mean, it's it's. I don't know. Maybe if I could like vibe out what it feels like if this were like a little book, I might be into it more. You know, I have a little leather cover on it. That would feel. I feel like I'm. But you then know, you don't a Surface Duo, and you I, don't. So. I don't. I don't. I, but I could. They can be had for cheap now. Uh, but at any rate, so yeah. So I got it. Maybe it's going back. I don't really know. The truth is that no phone's ever going to make me happy. Really. Well, no speaking of products that will never make you happy, no phone's ever going to spark uh, joy. Did you watch the PlayStation event? I, I watched – I actually missed the event, but I watched a bunch of the stuff from the event. And I have to say uh, – I mean there's a there's a lot of good-looking good games coming out. I will say Ghostwire Tokyo looks like fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean I cannot wait to play it. That is a – is that a PlayStation exclusive? Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, that looks, the game looks so good and weird. I'm ex- very excited about it. I also feel like it, it looks like a game that's maybe being built for VR stuff. I, I can't really tell for sure, but it, yeah, I mean, it's first person, which is, you oh, know. Oh, it's only a timed console release for PlayStation. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. And it's coming to Windows at the same time. So. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, pff, well. Not a why, lot of reason. Why did I buy a PlayStation 5? It's very confusing. <laughs> I mean, I didn't Well, because need... you need that Wolverine game, which okay. I think might not also also might not have exclusive. Yeah, Insomnia is doing, uh, and that's the studio that did the Spider-Man game, right? Yes. Uh, is doing, well, they're doing Spider-Man 2 and Venom's going to be in it. Like, whatever, sure, fine, why not? I mean, I, I still haven't finished either of the other Spider-Man games, um, and I'm definitely not paying to upgrade. I mean, it's sort of insane. I was thinking about it. The scam of of buying uh, something on the PlayStation where you're like, okay, I bought this game. Now I have a more powerful system to play it on. And they're like, oh, you want the uh, you want to use the power of the system for that game you already paid for? Well, that'll be another 20 bucks or whatever. The, yeah. It's crazy. Like on my PC, if I get a new graphics card, every game takes advantage of the new graphics card. Mm-hmm. Nobody's right. like, nobody's like, no, sorry, you got to get more mean, money for that. It's, it, it's so ridiculous that. Microsoft is just you literally download the title and yeah. it gives you the best version of the title for your console and then you play it. That's it's insane. It. It's insane. On PlayStation, you have to pay additional money. Then you have to know how to download the correct version. Then you have to make sure you're playing the correct version. And like all of which is to use my own device or a yeah. game I no, already No, it's bought? insane. There's, it's very stupid. I think that they're very short-sighted. They should have a major marketing point for the new console should have been every game that we can will get upgraded when you get this new console like you get the new console and your games are going to look better and play better some of them do some of them do like um uh days gone is 
greatly improved, like in terms of frame rate and resolution and stuff. Uh, but 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 some of these are just sixty FPS patches. They're not like yeah. a PlayStation Five upgrade. And yet and yet I see the trailer for um, Project Eve, and I'm like. I'm going to buy that. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, this is the thing. We were literally just talking about Ghostwire Tokyo, which looks so amazing. Uh, I will say, yeah, no, there's a trailer for this game. I'm not sure if it's a game that I actually would like, but it looks insane, which is, uh, yeah, Paris, uh, not Parasite Eve. I Project wish it was Eve. Parasite Eve. I know. I wish it was too. Uh, uh, Project Eve, which I know nothing about, but it looks just insane. They had a bunch of games that actually looked really impressive. Uh, this one, I think, maybe more than any of the others, uh, just was like kind of mind blowing. How much do you think? Do you think they're going to charge full price for the Alan Wake remaster, which is not really a remake or anything? It's just an upscale. Well, this this actually um, this actually is. I'm, I was really annoyed because I was like, whoa, Alan, wake. That's amazing. This is so exciting. It's going to be like a remastered version. It's like Alan Wake remastered, but it's the same version you can buy for the PC. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, there's it's not like they, they, no, it's like the, it's like the graphics are not good. No. I mean, they're, they look not, not, they're not, they're not bad. They're, but they're from, they're graphics. from literally, yeah, they're literally like the tail end of the two generations old. Uh, uh, you know, like gaming graphics. Speaking of breaking news, oh no, PlayStation what? Five is getting uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> is that true? Is that actually breaking right this moment? No, yesterday they announced it, or or they they uh they showed us more footage of it. You got to um, hand it. You got to hand now. it to I'm them. I'm done. I can't take another. You do got to hand it to them. Uh, I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five. Talk about milking that cow to death. Listen, I hope I hope that Cyberpunk ends up with a life as long as Grand Grand Theft Auto Five. Because I think I think uh I mean, for all the pain and suffering, I mean it's crazy to me that that game is still very, very relevant and viable and and making that company, you know, making Rockstar a lot of money. I mean, by the way, deservedly. I mean, it's a it's an incredible universe they built i mean it's completely they built a insane. great game over a decade ago it's it, just time it is, for a new game guys. yeah it is it is nuts but i think we're at a, i think we're at an interesting point in, in games right now i do think there's like we're sort of there's a push and pull it used to be there was this huge um barrier of like what could you build and how could you how good could it look and all this stuff and like the delta between you know end of three six to xbox 360 and ps3 to the ps5 is like it's big but it's not like it was from like the versions you know the original xbox to xbox 360 or whatever i mean that's what it was right it's like xbox to, to 360 mm -hmm. i mean that that was a huge a leap that was like wow like you're not most people won't get this on their pc most people won't experience this anywhere except for the console now it's sort of like i mean obviously pc prices are uh you can get a pretty decent PC for not a wildly well. I mean, pre-pandemic certainly not a wildly high amount of money. Um, but and so and there's also like graphics are not the issue anymore in a way. You know, I mean, there's lots of ways to get a great looking experience 
the, the, it's it's not it's not just about that anymore. It used to be like, oh, the leaps. There's this huge leap in consoles, graphically and performance wise, and there is a leap now. But that leap is sort of catching up to PCs, which makes which gives it a very different vibe. Very different. There's a feel. different value proposition too of like, um, well, do you want to pay up front? Or do you want to pay on the back end? Um, right. Because you can get a Xbox at a great deal with Game Pass at monthly. You're paying like 25 bucks a month. You have Game Pass and an Xbox and all Xbox Live and everything. Like that's a solid. But, you know, then you have to pay $50 or whatever they're going to charge for their Alan Wake remaster, which is literally just a game that you probably already have in your Steam library. Yeah. I mean, uh, I... I download, I mean, I bought at the Alan Wake game for like a dollar or something on my PC and started playing it. And if it's that version, I have a, I can run, you know, Cyberpunk almost at like all of the, everything on Ultra pretty decently. I mean, I had it maxed and it looks good, but it doesn't look like Control, you know, it doesn't look like a, a current generation game by any measure. And so I'm, so I'm sort of curious to see you know, what they're going to do with something like Alan Wake and, and how much they can actually improve it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think, I I thought Alan Wake was going to get like a Resident Evil 2 kind of treatment. Um, maybe this paves the way for a sequel. I mean, it's been a long time. There's been a lot of talk about a sequel for that game. I hope there is a sequel for it because um, I need some, I need some new games to play. I'm so bored. I don't even I don't even have any good games I'm playing right now. It's very depressing, which is why this presentation was actually pretty interesting to me because the, there were several games that I thought, oh yeah, I like I would I think I would play this. There's this other one. What is the one? Uh, Are you getting Deathloop this weekend? Is that coming out this weekend? I have no interest yeah. in Deathloop. I'm sorry, I have no interest in it. I don't. I hate the whole aesthetic. I hate the whole like um, surf guitar like. It's like Pulp Fiction. It's like a pulp. It's like this, you know, it's yeah. like supposed to it's be. It's like 60s mod. Yeah, I I hate that shit. It just doesn't yeah. do it for me at I, all. I, I love Mad Men aesthetic. I hate when Mad Men goes to LA. That was yeah. where I was like, oh, I'm off of this. Yeah, and it's like, it's just, it's this kitschy, like, oh, remember the 60s James Bond films? It's like that vibe. Yeah. And it's like, mm, yeah, I mean, I don't, that's not a vibe that I find particularly compelling in any way, shape or form. And uh, the, also feels a little well-mined. The concept of the game seems interesting, but I'm like, it's, I, it feels to me like it's a, it, what it really wants to be and it's what it's going to be is a online, like, battle game. An Overwatch. Yeah, yeah it, it wants to be Overwatch or Fortnite or whatever, and I feel like that's what, that's really why they made it. Yeah. And everything about the actual like story mode of it is sort of secondary. This is my what my gut says from looking at all of the stuff that's been out about it. So, so I sort of like... I just, yeah, it doesn't seem interesting to me. I, the, it doesn't seem like it has, I don't know. I'm interested in games with stories more often than not. And it doesn't seem I like, like it to has, play good games. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't seem like it has much of a story. It just seems like it's yeah. it's uh, it's conceptual. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you have to keep repeating. Speaking of games with stories, I bought 12 Minutes. Is that what it's called? Yes, Which is, is the the game where you're in a room and you know it's like James McAvoy and and uh, Kieran Knightley or whoever, somebody somebody like that. No, Daisy Ridley. Um, it's not a very good game. It's actually really bad. Like the game itself seemed really like it would be very cool, but I played it for about an hour and I found it to be just utterly maddening. Yeah, uh, terrible reviews. Terrible. And like, and, and the gameplay itself, just, just sloppy, just a sloppy game with bad yeah. mechanics. 
and the time i mean the ending is just well i haven't i don't know what the ending is because i stopped it's playing not it. worth getting to <laughs> I, I i i didn't i gave up i was like i was really excited i was like oh this could be really great and uh, you know willem defoe's in it you know um, where do I sign? Green, Green Goblin himself. Green Goblin. It's at the I'm end of Green the game. Green Goblin up his content. At the end of the game, he reveals that he's the Green Goblin. It's very exciting <laughs> stuff. He says, "Peter." <laughs> <laughs> Peter. Uh, anyhow, anyhow, what else is going on? Is there any other are there any other things happening in the world right now? Uh, Jeff Bezos is trying to live forever. Oh yeah, Jeff Bezos. Wait, let's talk about Biden. Uh, Biden is. I mean, I know you know we talked we talked a lot about the about va- they're actually doing the vaccine drone. It sounds like uh, they're going to load up the uh, they're going to load up the the drones with vaccines. No, they're mandating. Biden's getting very tough. Getting very. It's funny how suddenly. Okay, so what Biden announced is if you have a company more than a hundred people, all your employees have to be vaccinated or they have to get weekly COVID tests yeah. to prove that they don't have COVID. Yeah, but. It's very funny because American conservatives are having a meltdown about, you know, HIPAA laws and your employer. And it's the, that's the group of people that tied health insurance to your employer to begin with. So right. doesn't yeah. seem like that argument's going to hold a I lot mean, of water. There's, there's, no consi- there's no consistency there. It's just like whatever the other side whatever is doing. They're, they're the opposite of, you know, whatever they want. And then, and then the DOJ sued Texas. Uh, yesterday announced a lawsuit about this abortion law, this insane abortion law. Um, abortion the, ruling. A ruling. Well, I mean, it's a law in Texas, uh, but um, yeah, it's an they really, they really are like the the uh, 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 Gar- Merrick Garland did. You know, he's uh, it's his show now. He his statement about it really was like, yes, somebody's saying this out loud. He's basically like, this is wildly unconstitutional and like tries to ignore that we have laws in this country and a constitution and you know it's not it's not on uh so we'll see what happens there i'd love to see that i'd love to see a victory i just don't know anymore i feel like very hard to tell if a victory is possible uh against whatever kind of weird court packing was done (coughs) speaking of court victories uh epic beat apple Wait, did that happen? Yeah. Where did that happen? I missed that. Really? Mm -hmm. I've been kind of out of it. It's been a long week. There was a ruling that said that Apple is not a monopoly, technically, but that they're going to punish them the way they would punish a monopoly. So uh, the court injunction, which is permanent, I mean, obviously, they'll try to appeal it a million times, um, is that Apple cannot block third-party vendors from linking to other ways of payment. So Hmm. that would be, you know epics epic what epic wanted well that's very exciting so what does that mean it means that if you wanted to pay for netflix and you don't have to pay for it through apple's payment platform so netflix could charge you conceivably less like you know some subscriptions cost more in apple's app store than they do on the open web because they're building in the tax that apple's taking because these companies are like we are low enough margin that we can't fuck around and give you another 30%. Right. So app, it's now saying that y- it could present you with a thing that says like, click here, you'll get taken to Safari. You could pay at Safari or pay through the Apple app store. And the court is like, you have to offer both of those things. You can't say that it's a- against the rules to pay with a credit card or PayPal through Epic's website or to tell you that you can do that. I just um, had a, I just had a nightmare scenario with trying to get, um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with Apple's payment stuff. Like the uh, 
I I Zelda wanted to watch the Paw Patrol movie because she's a cop. Uh, she's a cop, yeah. and um, and uh, I was like, she, you know, it was like, do we have Paramount Plus? And I was like, well, we had it, but then we, I think we let it, we got rid of it because we didn't need it. And I was like, let's just get it. I'll go to iTunes, and it's like, okay, you can restore the purchase. I can go, like, I go into my subscriptions, and I can go resubscribe to this thing, right? Okay, because I had been subscribed to it. So I subscribed to it, and then I, it's like I opened it, and I could log into it, but no matter what I did, it, like, would not accept that I was subscribed to it. And for, like, an hour, I mean, it's still, as far as I know to this day, I said, yes, charge me money for this thing now. And app, the Apple subscription service was like, okay, cool. You're all good to go. The Paramount Plus app will let me log in with the restore. Like I can restore the purchase from iTunes. And yet I can't watch anything. It keeps going like sign up now. It's like you, I, it's I literally like I sign in and then it's like, do you want to subscribe? And I'm like, and even if I'm like, sure, let me subscribe. It just drops me back to the screen where it's like, you're logged in, but you're not subscribed. It's like. And I and I ha- do feel that it is partially a product of Apple's like the way it's structured these subscriptions that it's yeah. like it, that it's that it's abstracted the subscription. Now, by the way, I like the idea that I can just say subscribe to these things in one place. For the most part, I think most people will continue to use that, you know. But it should work. It should work, and every app should work pretty flawlessly if you do it that way. And this was just like it occurred to me, or it appeared that whatever was going on uh there was something very wrong with like its ability to to tell what what it was what 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 had happened and there was like I, no there's no recourse you're just like okay well i guess that's broken now i purchased a season of a tv show that i watch um with a friend and i added her on youtube and i added her to my family sharing plan so that when she logs into youtube and clicks on purchases it should share conceivably um everything I've purchased because she's in my family unit. Um, I also subscribe to the television network that airs the show, um, a private streaming company by the production company that share that airs the show. Um, and I play for YouTube TV and YouTube premium, right? So I'm already like, there should be nothing unavailable to me. Multiple seasons of the show, not available. Okay, great. So I have to pay them for them out of pocket. Just, buy the rights to the episodes. I do that. I get in. It's missing multiple episodes because of licensing issues. But that was not removed from the price. Also, it's not showing up in her YouTube library. So then I get on. I I tried to get any kind of customer service from Google Play, which, best of luck. Um, Finally figured out that I had used the wrong payment platform checkout I had used my credit card instead of clicking on the family payment method, which is also my credit card, um, to check it out. So I had to wait a day to get refunded the $50 I spent on two seasons of the show. And then I had to repurchase them and then go and torrent the missing episodes. Send them to her. We finally are watching the show. Great. We're watching in tandem. We're having a great time. I loaded up the next day and the episodes that were missing are now back with no explanation. Um, I'm not saying this is everybody's fault. I don't want to walk around being like this. But you know what? This sucks. I pay so much fucking money to watch TV. I just wanted to watch the goddamn show that I've already paid for, already seen. I've bought, I've paid everybody involved in the production already. And I still 
I've paid for the whole season outright, and I no, still can't watch certain the, episodes. I, it's I, psychotic. I, I don't want to be like a broken record in this because I feel like we've talked about it before, but I honestly feel like whatever has happened with this idea where everybody has a subscription service and everything is completely discreet and none of it really is made to like interact with the other thing and that it's all like we've gone from, you know, I mean, I'm I spend so much money on streaming things, and yet there's so much confusion about like if I want to watch something, like just finding the thing to watch in and of itself. And I know people are like, oh no, you you know Apple does like a universal search, like it doesn't. It actually doesn't work. It actually does not work. It, it, at it all. does not work. Like a lot of times, you'll search for something, and you'll you'll it will not list it somewhere, and then you or go, you'll hit the play button yeah. and it doesn't even fucking play. So then there's apps like, there's apps like Just Watch, which I use, where I'm like, okay, let me open up this app now and see if this thing's available. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, here's the ways I can get it. And then this whole dance of like subscriptions, it's so bad. It's so badly designed. It all works so just uh, it works so poorly and it's so poorly integrated with the other parts of the, these things, you know, everybody wants to be like, everybody wants to be like, you're just going to subscribe to HBO max. Okay. And you're not going to subscribe to anything else. So yeah. let's just live in a world. We're going to pretend that we live in a world where there are just HBO max subscribers and that's it. You know, now I do believe there was a point where there were people who were like, I just subscribed to Netflix, but yeah. we're really quickly moving out of that period. And I think that the reality is like, you really can't, it's really hard to watch. I mean, whatever. I know we're just talking about content right now, but it, but is, it is, but it is, I mean, it's true that like, I, I, I what if I look at like Disney plus, for example, if you want to subscribe to Disney's content, they are like, okay, subscribe to Disney plus, except for adult shows or things that we've decided are adult, like love Victor which is the spinoff of Love, Simon, which is an LGBTQ teen, you know, dating, I met you in a coffee shop, a uh, rom-com thing. Um, they advertised it as being part of Disney+, Plus. then decided that gay people are too uh, adult for, for being gay. So they took this teenage rom-com and put it on Hulu, where you have to, it's a separate subscription. On top of the fact that, like, ESPN is its own subscription. So how then they want you to buy the bundle. It's... It is ridiculous at this point. Like, I, I also HBO. How many HBO SKUs are there? There's HBO. There's HBO Max. There's still HBO Go. I don't. No, think I don't think so. That. I think HBO Go is gone. But I mean, it's beside the point. The problem is not. The the problem is that just like all of this stuff is really poorly organized, and like we've basically left it in like the hands of Apple to go or whoever to go. Uh, okay, you know. What's the? This is where all your subscriptions are. You can click on this one panel and see everything you're subscribing to, and also we'll have an app yeah. that you can type anything in, and you can hit play, and we'll take you to the. It's the, just the bad, app. It, but it doesn't work. None of that poorly, has worked. It's just poorly designed and poorly connected, and like this thing with the, this this dumb thing with it with with Paramount Plus is like, I have no idea why it was doing what it was doing. I have no idea why it couldn't figure out that I had just paid for it, and I and and I don't know. There's not even any real support that you can get but the point is like i do think that in this in this in this mad scramble that every company has made to be a monot to be its own sacred place where they control everything top to bottom it has created a absolute nightmare for consumers it's re i mean obviously nightmare in the grand scheme of things we're talking about like nightmare in the world of viewing content on your streaming device but it is really a messy affair and i think that 
I don't know. I wish that there had been, I wish that people could step back and holistically think about what an end user actually does and then design around that versus thinking only about how do we make as many blockades to everybody else's stuff as possible. I mean, I think that like to me with, with when you talk about the Android Apple divide, I'm not saying that Google got it any better. I, although everybody tells me that Roku is better for searches and stuff like that. I don't, I haven't used a Roku box in a while. I will say the only app on which Paramount and HBO Max's apps always work, no problems, knock on wood right now, is uh, my Roku TV. <laughs> Everything else, Xbox, PlayStation, WebOS, Fire Stick, none of this shit works. Yeah. But my Roku apps do work. So I will give that, them that. I don't know how or if it's any of their doing, but their apps are working great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I, I'm not going to put a new box in the room because frankly, I'm at this point, I'm, I've, I'm trying to whittle down the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I just think it's just bad. I just think that all of these people have made, they, bad. They've, they've made, but they, I just don't think there's a lot of, I don't know who the people are that are creating these experiences, but I feel like they're not the end user. I mean, I feel like they're There's not actually using... There's a lot of duplication of effort, and it doesn't seem to be producing a good product. Well, yeah, no, it's like, it's like, have you ever used... I mean, it's the funny thing is I have the AT&T streaming. I mean, I had AT&T TV, which was previously uh, AT&T U-verse, which was then before that was DirecTV streaming or something, and now it's DirecTV again. And, uh, but, but the app is so bad. I mean, in terms of its actual user experience, it is it is so bizarre to use. And also in comparison to other people's apps, it is so bizarre. And I and see this all over the place. Like HBO, HBO Max is the same. It's like, you guys are just like, can you just steal what Netflix is doing? Just steal like whatever seems to be working for people, you guys should be copying. Not trying to reinvent. You're like, we have a better way to browse content. It's like, you actually don't. I got, like, we're gonna do it as a spiral circle and you'll yeah. twist your way down. You're like, you just show me no, I got screens. The, I, I I subscribe to the Criterion collection, which honestly is a very good was a very good choice because they have a lot of films that otherwise I would probably never see or find. But their discovery is absolutely terrible. It's like like if you want like you just I just show me an alphabetical list of your movies, like they can't do that. They don't have that. It's like you're just can you just act like a normal app for a minute like you don't have to be like oh we only show you these hand curated collections of content oh you want to search you want to find something alphabetically sorry we don't offer that you want to search I and mean, they have a search but it's like you have to know what you want if you do it that way anyhow the point is this is just me it's just a great you know a uh, uh, bitch session about um about bad you know consumer uh, products and their user experiences. I would just say the 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 Apple. What's interesting about the Apple case is I actually kind of dread the future where there are even more ways to pay uh, somebody for a subscription or whatever um, or a purchase. But perhaps there's a solution that is that is abstract from you know. Apple controlling every payment or Epic controlling every payment. I mean, there, there there seems to be a need, a great need for a proper middle player here. Yeah, which is like, I think there needs to be a couple. Like, I don't want to hand all the business to PayPal. I think there needs to be a few no, different but, vendors who do checkout and you just click the one that you like using. You know and, what? I, I got to hand it to Shopify. They have... 
you know, they work with so many retailers now. They have the shop app, which will track all of your purchases and stuff. Yeah, it's great. And you know what? I now, even I have my Amazon stuff plugged into it. And it's like, I now, one, I when I check out, if it's a Shopify checkout, I never worry about, is my credit card info in here? Or do I have, you know, is my address right or whatever? It's just there. And it's a lot of retailers now. And, and, uh, and the app is great. And it has nothing to do with like my actual purchasing habits, okay? It has nothing to do with the things I want. It's just like, it's there when I need it. And then it's gone, okay? And to me, that is a great, that is a killer fucking app. They figured something out that I think nobody else really got quite right, which is what you really wanna do is have like an Amazon-like experience no matter where you shop. You basically wanna not have to overthink where's my credit card and what does it have my address and do I have to log into some fucking new thing? You know what sucks? You know what I hate doing? It's like I go to buy a random thing on a site that I've never been to before. Not a, not like a small site or whatever. Let's say I don't know. I mean, Kmart. Bed, Bed Bath & Beyond, Kmart, sure, whatever. And you're like, they're like, do you want to sign up? And it's like, not really. No, I don't. Like, I don't want to sign up to Kmart. I just want to buy this thing with some assurance that the checkout will be handled properly. You know, Google Pay kind of does this as as well. And, uh, but, but, but Shopify seems to have gotten it. They have it both on the retailer end and on the consumer end, which is where you need those things to really connect. I want Shopify for my subscriptions. This is what I want. And someone needs to fucking make it. I want a thing that is, connects all of that stuff together that will tell me everything I've subscribed to digitally, uh, that can, that will allow me to manage those, like to cancel or renew those subscriptions at will. And, uh, and provides like a method of, and then something that provides a method of like being able to log into or access those subscriptions. Because what I have now is like what, I mean, I maybe have a Paramount Plus login that I don't really quite remember because I probably created it on my television. And maybe like that's a at, content pass. You want like a cable card. Yeah. Well, I want cable is what I actually want. No, I want, yeah. I want somebody to just go, here's what we're going to do. We sit in the middle. Okay. We take a 5% fee from everybody or whatever their fee is. And honestly, you could do this with a thriving business on a 1%. I mean, mean, this is what Apple should have gotten 100% right and they have failed to do it. Like, they're- It's their own fault. I mean, they should basically have said, you're going to subscribe. Like, you you know that, you know, I signed up, I actually signed up for a service and I used- um, I used Apple as the for the payment, iTunes or whatever the fuck it's called now, the App Store. And they're like, do you want to use, create like an Apple login for this? Like you don't have to use a login or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that seems great. Like, let me try that. What they actually do is Apple makes a fake email address for you. Okay. Did you know this? Yeah. They make a fake email address and then they like hold that email address and funnel stuff through it. Right. And then, Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, cool. Then I went to like log in on the internet for this thing. And it's like, you don't actually have a login. No. Like I thought it was like, I thought it'd be associated. I thought it would have been associated with my Apple email address that is associated with my account. Right. Nope. But it's not. It's associated with some abstract email address. That's like a made up one. That's a string of numbers. And, and like, that's like the, some of the shittiest, hackiest stuff in the world, right? I mean, Apple should have been really good at this, getting like 
Okay, like I will say this, I use my Google login all the time for stuff where I'm like, I don't wanna mess with this and it works seamlessly. Like Google Auth for services and stores works very well. I just feel like there's this huge missing link, uh, you know, but then you, of course you go to an Apple TV and you can't do that, you know? There is no Shopify for your subscriptions. There is no shop app to track your subscriptions and your, you know, sort of digital. There uh, are things that there's like, you know, little startups that will scan your bank account record and tell you what your subscription services yeah. are. But what like, are those? Are any wanna... of them good? Are any of them good? I really, yeah, that's the thing. The idea of giving... The idea of giving an app access to my bank statements so they can yeah. tell me what I've subscribed to. But and by the way, not doing that. I have subscriptions across multiple cards. So it's not like, oh, I use that one card to subscribe to everything. And now so if, as long as you look at that statement, I literally would have to give that app access to every uh, credit Your financial card. History. Yeah, it's like I don't know that that's exactly what I want to do. What I what I want to do is have an inter intermediary say, hey, uh at the final at the last mile of this transaction, we'll step in and handle it. And then we'll keep a record of that and you have access to that and you can I manage it through I want someone us. to be like, I'm not going to be an asshole about this. At some point in the chain of custody from creating a television show to letting me watch it. And everyone's being an asshole right now. Yeah. I mean, is there, I'm just going to do a search here. Manage digital subscriptions. Let's see what's out there. Uh, I don't want it. Not Amazon. Just, let's see. I want a, a tool. PC Mag has an article how to track and manage your paid subscriptions. It's like, okay, I'm sure this is like, get a Google Doc. I need it. I want a fucking, yeah. I want something I don't have to put all of my credit card information into and all of my bank statement information into to... You know, to really just have to have it just like be the middleman there is crazy. Oh, this is a guy. This is very cute. It's like, oh, uh, here's how to do it on iOS and Android. It's like, that's great for like one vector. It's like one track. I know I want like one password, but for my subscriptions. Yeah. In any but event. Is it Bobby? Is it Bobby? I'm looking right now. Subby? I don't remember. The <laughs> There's one called Subby. I'm looking. Android app. Requires you to enter recurring paid subscriptions manually. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, my God. No. Nobody has this. Track my subs. Track my subs. I mean, is this... I think that's for, a sex thing. For sex stuff. Yeah, it's not... I don't think that's... All right, anything else that we should talk about? It's been kind of a slow week. Oh, we had the Gawker party. My voice is still shot from it. Uh, we, had, we had a party. I had a good time. I have trouble having fun at parties because I'm usually worried to... I'm very worried to... to you know, if other people are having a good time. So um, I don't do a lot of, yeah, I had a good time. I drank, I had, you know how I haven't been drinking, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to drink and then I hadn't, I didn't have a drink for most of the night and then I uh, decided to have a drink and. Um, yeah, you came up to me and you said, I feel phenomenal. Oh, it was great. The first <laughs> drink, the first drink is so good. The first drink is the best. I, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. That, that's my yeah. feeling. That's my feeling after having multiple drinks the other night. Having not been drinking for a several weeks, like almost a month, probably. I have to say, I felt really, really bad, really bad the next day. And um, and now I was drinking on an empty stomach like an idiot. But I have to say, it was 
a wake up call for me. I'm a no, special uh, occasions guy now. I had one drink at the Gawker thing because I was like, I'm going to walk around with this and it'll match my outfit. And then I, I finished it and I said, I don't feel good. And so I had a Coca-Cola and then I sat down and I was kind of dizzy. And I was like, you know, I just don't think I think if I had not had that drink, I would have been fine. And I was like, I just this is ruining my night. And now I think I'm just like hot toddy guy at Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to be like keeping whiskey in my house guy anymore. Right. Yeah. Which is I mean, because I really saw myself aging into a lush. I mean, for sure. Um, I definitely. Yeah. I mean, I special occasions drinking, perhaps. I, I, I think it's interesting, though. I mean, I think it took not drinking for a while and then having drinks to kind of get a gauge Confirm. how it feels, you know, to see how it feels when yeah, you have no, When you don't imbibe poison every day, your organs do feel better. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird about that. Um, yeah. No, I don't. It was an improvement. I was kind of like at the end of it, I was like, was I doing this a lot? Because this feels crazy to me, like really very unhealthy. Um, and uh, yeah, anyhow. So. So uh, let's wrap up. What's your yeah. next thing for the week? Ra- it, oh, wow. Do you miss Michael K. Williams? Well, that, I mean, uh, we didn't we didn't even talk about, I mean, what can you really say? I mean, Michael, Michael K. Williams, amazing, amazing actor, died. Is it Was it this week? Last week? Was it last, like, the Sunday or Friday or something? I mean, yeah. uh, I, mean I guess he's most famous for playing uh, Omar in The Wire, but, I mean, he's in a ton of stuff. He's in, like, he's just such a great, he's such a great, he's such he's a great. He's also a great choreographer and dancer before he was an actor. I mean, amazing actor. He's in so much good stuff. And, like, I have to say, he's a, he was young. He was, like, 54, I want to say. He died of, I th- it looks like a drug overdose. I mean, I, I was saying, I said, I said to, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, you know, it's it's truly the great equalizer uh, in life. It doesn't matter if you're rich and famous or or poor and unknown. Like, you know, addiction is like it flattens just completely across you know demographics. Like, it kills you know a lot, but people die. I mean, people die. Uh, uh, in positions like his, which where he's like, an, you know, an unbelievable career and talent. I mean, like Philip Seymour Hoffman, same thing. You know, it's like an unbelievable career and talent. Like, it's just, it just fucked up. I mean, I really just made me think. Like, if if you know anybody, if you if you is anybody in your world who is who is dealing with addiction of any type, it's like you gotta you gotta help them. You gotta reach out. I I, I felt. I mean, it's I sort of like in in keeping with my. Not that I'm like. Not that I haven't been drinking. Because I was like, oh, I, I'm worried I'm addicted to drinking or, you know, I'm an alcoholic or anything like that. I do I do enjoy it. I, I, to me, it was very sort of accidental that I stopped for a bit and have now I will continue to be stopped, I think. But like that kind of thing is like, oh, yeah, yeah, probably better to not to be as sober as I can be is how I felt like, you know, I was thinking about it and it was like. I don't know. It's 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 really sad. I mean, it's it's no question he was you know, died in his prime for no reason, for no reason. It's not like he was sick, you know. It's like anyhow, it's just it's fucking depressing. Yeah, um, for, for for and 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 in his honor, I would I would request if you've never seen it to go watch Crystal Waters' 100 percent pure love performances. Is he is he in? Is he, he choreographed in? it? Oh, did he, he really? Was a backup dancer for her, and it is. Oh, I didn't know incredible. that. It's really, really, really good. And it's really, really impressive. And I, I have to say, like, I, of course, it's a perfect song. Um, but when he passed, I was 
you know, I was looking up a bunch of stuff about him, but um, because I was like, oh, God, let me just like, I, I love him. Let me just like, uh, you know, when you start reminiscing. And I did not know he had such a history as a choreographer and a dancer. And he's worked for like Madonna, Michael J- or, uh, Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, um, a variety of people. But that was the one that got me because I was like, I remember being impressed by this dance before I even know, knew it was him. And I looked it up and I was like, damn, God, some people are just so talented and I can't get my shit together on blog posts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, no, I mean, there was a video that was, yeah, it was doing the rounds of him dancing, like, in, like, in a park, like, in New York, right? And uh, just, like, just just having a good time. And just, just looking effortless and, and joyous. That's how I'm going to remember. <sighs> yeah, and I don't that- know. I, I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's crazy. It, it's- I've dealt with a lot of death this year, and I will say, and I'm still dealing with people who are dying, and uh, it is... For me, the easiest way to handle it is to revel in all the good stuff you got from the yeah. person and, and all the stuff that they've left for you. I mean, I think, I think, um, yeah. The wire think, is a great gift to leave us. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot. He did a lot of, he's in so much stuff that's great. I forgot he was in Boardwalk Empire. He's so good in that. Um, but he's in so many movies and so many TV shows. And like, I, well, I'll say this I mean, the, the, it is. I don't get, I mean, look, people die. It happens, you know? And like, it's, it's, we certainly have had a, a, a an enormous amount of death in, in the world in the last couple of years. Um, but, uh, this, this one was like, there's just some people you, you just, it's like, I, you know, the thing about it is like, you never really know, you never really know what people are going through. Like you never know. I, this is a guy that I would never have guessed in a million years. I mean, I know that he had problems with drugs or whatever, but he just seemed to be on such a. He just seemed to be so in a different place. Yeah, yeah, and especially lately, like he's been in a ton of stuff, like really, really acclaimed, and like, look, I don't know, whatever. You know, it, it, it's it's addiction is 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 nasty shit, and uh, you can't just just because you get you know famous and you're really talented doesn't mean you can escape it necessarily. But yeah, it was I this one I it hit me pretty hard. I was like, you know, kind of took the wind out of me when when um, when I saw the news. Like, I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe because he's younger. Maybe because he's closer in age to us. Maybe because he's he seemed so. Yeah. Anyhow, I don't. Yeah. My my nice thing is go watch. Go watch anything that 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 uh, Michael K. Williams is in because he's fucking amazing in in pretty much everything. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good nice thing this week. I guess maybe that'll be that'll be it. It's like dude, dude had an amazing talent, and uh, it's very sad that he's gone. Yeah. Uh, my nice thing is. Uh, uh, Go watch the hundred percent pure love video and uh, and ha- and bliss out for five minutes. Why not? Or yeah. if, do like I did. Listen to it all day long. Spend six hours listening to put it on repeat. Remixes. Is it, I actually have to go watch it. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know that he was involved in that at all. Um, it's very interesting. All right. Well, well, on this very on this very somber note, let's get the fuck out of here. All right. Let's go enjoy. Let's go enjoy the life that we have. You know, while we've while we've got it, Ryan. Bye. Bye.
Well, that is our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Though I've just been told that your family's subscription has expired and it cannot be renewed.